Welcome to the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider, the podcast where we pull back the curtain and speak to the brains behind sales and marketing activity that has delivered real results. Get inspired and get actionable ideas by hearing what they did and how they did it. Brought to you by me, Ben Rose, along with Gorilla Technology. Welcome to another episode of the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider. I'm your host, Ben Rose, and today we're speaking to Carmen Visilich, founder and CEO of two companies, Velocity Global and Data Insight, and author of The Data Revolution. Velocity Global is Australasia's first cloud-based lending mortgage valuation platform, and Data Insight helps New Zealand businesses leverage the power of data and get the most value from their data. An absolute powerhouse is Carmen. She was named a finalist in the 2016 Women of Influence Awards and won the Auckland University Business School's Entrepreneurs Challenge Award in 2015. She's also been a finalist in the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. After many years in the banking and mortgage industry and at a time when she was the main income earner for her family of four children, Carmen took a huge risk and decided to venture out on her own and it's a risk that's well and truly paid off. Velocity Global is now now a globally recognised company, working with four of the five largest banks in New Zealand. They connect the entire ecosystem of valuers, lenders, brokers and their customers in one smart platform. Recently, Velocity won the ISV Partner of the Year Award at the Microsoft Partner Awards in recognition of their innovative solution. Thank you for joining us, Carmen. Thank you for having me, Ben. So what an interesting business. Tell me, tell me, how did, how did that happen? Oh, well, I guess it's really just evolved from understanding a need. So um, I'd worked for a large corporate for 10 years. And mm-hmm. when I looked around, no one was doing with data and technology what I wanted to be doing. And I just saw such a huge need of businesses that had lots and lots of data, but no insight. Yes. And so Data Insight was born out of that. And we started working with the largest telcos, retailers, banks, insurers, um, and really helping them do agile analytics and do things fast and really turn data into insights to answer the so what, which was uh, which is something we're still today really, really passionate about, but was something that a lot of businesses were struggling to do. Um, and then Velocity, well, if we think about um, buying a property in that process, for mm-hmm. most of mm-hmm. us, it's our most valuable asset. Absolutely. Um, yet the process hasn't changed in a very long time. No. And so, you know, you want it to be better, faster and easier as a customer. Yeah. And with lenders since 2008 and the GFC, there's more and more regulatory compliance that they just have to do. Mm. And so we're really focusing on solving that friction of enabling them to have best practice and leverage data and tech, but customers to have a better, faster, more seamless experience. And so it's been pretty exciting. So so how do you how how does one get from from where you were starting with an idea to where you are now? So let's let's unpick the sales and marketing aspects of it. So let's start off with I suppose knowing how did you know there was a customer need and then how did you develop your product to meet that need? Um that's a really good question. And I think um you know I've been in data long before it was cool so for the last 20 years um, and so you kind of just gather those data points, if you like, of the evidence of, you know, that this is a problem. Mm. And um, it's something that I'm passionate about. And I think that's really important because if you're going to start a business and do something, yeah. um, there's going to be challenges and it's going to be hard. So make sure that you're solving a problem that you are really passionate about. And then also, um, I guess, you know, really understand and delve into the problem. So, you know, that um, talking with customers and actually having worked in banking for the last 20 years and mm. understood where the process was broken, having yeah. worked with data for so long I could see um, you know everyone's got Excel spreadsheets and Power BI and sorry you know BI and intelligence but Mm. actually no visuals going so what so what is this actually telling me and so it was really understanding the problem understanding the user case uh, and then really setting out to say well how do I solve that better than anyone ever before so I'm actually not really selling it I'm just actually solving a problem for them. 
So let's let's talk about that a little bit because there are different you know there are differing attitudes to sales and very often founders are the ones who have to do the sales but it's not something that comes naturally to everybody. So so how do you think about sales? I think about sales that if you're actually truly delivering value you actually aren't even selling. So um, you know when someone is solving a problem for you mm, it doesn't feel mm. like you're being sold to it feels like they're actually helping you. Yep. And that's how I see it. Um, so actually we know that what we're doing is creating so much good and making it better for our clients. Yep. Whether it's the data insight business, whether it's velocity business, where every single day um, we have customers going, oh, thank you, that was amazing. Right. Um, and you know, helping people to actually get a mortgage and mm. the bank to make a better, faster decision. Yes. And so really focusing in on the, pro- the problem that you're solving, listening and um, listening to what they want um, you know, from a customer's perspective helps you shape the solution. And then you're not trying to force them to take something that they don't want. You're literally yeah. going, well, you told me this was your problem. And you're doing it in collaboration. And that is so powerful. And it really is such one of the secrets of success because we went live with Velocity as we, we won our first ever bank. So we didn't build a product and then wow. go and sell it. We were actually talking to lenders every day mm. in New Zealand and Australia and the US and going, why, why, why do you do it that way? What about this? What about this? What about this? And then bringing the best of our IP and knowledge and um, wanting to make it seamless and use the best technology and making it flexible and agile, but at the same time really understanding the problem and, and saying why, why do you do this? And so so what sort of people um, what sort of people in your in your business do you hire to do the you know the, the sales function, the customer facing kind well, of roles? Well we really hire domain experts actually, so they're adding value and they're not selling. Yeah. So we actually have no true salespeople that we're just going, all right, we just want to look, we're just looking for a BDM or something mm-hmm. that's just gonna sell or hunt because yeah. um, it's very hard to add value that way. So um, you know many of our people are more relationship managers that mm. they actually um, are domain expert they've come into our business so they understand in the um, velocity side they understand valuations in the data side they're actually practitioners and analysts yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and they're saying well what's the problem you need to solve or when I looked at the data I found this okay now we should do this so mm. it's actually mm. a really easy follow-on and is that something that's evolved organically or have you you know you learned that that's the best way over the years um, I'd say it's evolved organically we made the mistakes of hiring somebody that looks like a great salesperson yeah. and they're out there kind of annoying people or they're just um, it's really hard because you're trying to incentivize the right actions but then you know if they're so driven by that incentive they're mm. not necessarily um, trying to solve the customer's problems and what we're selling is also quite complicated so we're not selling a tangible thing that you know buy this pair of shoes and someone yep. either likes them yep. or they don't they yep. can touch they can feel they can try them on oh yeah I like that or no I don't mm. um, we're selling an intangible in both of my businesses and so that makes it a lot more complicated it's yep. more solution selling and we're also also doing B2B, um, we're doing corporate. So the answer for, you know, depending on who you are as a business owner, is going to vary depending mm. on your market. Um, and, you know, so Data Insight is really empowering the customer to accelerate what they're trying to do with data. Yep. And Velocity, the key decision maker is very often the chief risk officer. And we're going, it's agile, it's innovation, it's cloud-based. And he's going, well, it's kind of business critical. I'm mm. lending billions mm. of dollars. Mm. Is it, you know, I need stability. And Absolutely. so you're actually having to really um, make sure that you can articulate the value proposition to suit the different audience um, yeah. as well. That's also really important. And, and what about the role? I suppose your so your role. I, I assume in those those 
you know, onboarding conversations is, is key. What about ongoing with those relationships? Are you, you hands-on there with the relationships or is that delegated to the team? How does that work? Um, it's definitely both. So, um, you know, we, we actually believe that our success um, comes from making our clients successful. And you can only make them so successful by understanding, well, what is going to deliver value to them? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're very, very strategic. Um, and I guess lots of businesses like to say they are, but we truly are. So I will meet with the senior stakeholder to go, you know, well, what, what are you trying to achieve? Mm. What are your objectives? Yes. And um, really understand what their vision is. Because even though we work with lots of different clients, they're all unique. They all have unique cultures, um, yeah. goals, uh, KPIs. And so it's really working closely at that level. Um, and then also making sure that my culture um, is also the same as what I actually believe. So as you scale and grow a business, um, quite often, as you say, the founder starts and they're really passionate about what they're doing. Mm. But as you add more people, it's really, really important that they all have that um, the same ethos, that customer centricity, that, you know, well, actually anything is possible. We'll find a way to do it. Um, and when you have that ethos across your business, across culturally, then actually that's when you have um, zero churn and, you know, organic growth and just, you know, lots and lots of opportunity because you're delivering value. Well, how, how do you achieve that? So so it's, that sounds fantastic, but that, uh, you know, that's pretty pretty hard to do. So how, how did you do it? Um, I, you know, I think you have to have a really strong set of values of what mm. you will and won't compromise. Yes. Um, and that feeds into your hiring process. So most of our team has been shoulder-tapped or they've shoulder-tapped their people and they're all mm. like-minded people. Um, we are a mixture of left-brain, right-brainers. So, you know, Data Insight is full of data scientists and analysts. Yeah, yeah. Velocity is full of um, developers. And, you know, you've just got left-brain, right-brain people. And yes. so it's actually understanding that diversity is great and wonderful and we all have different things to offer. And then it's really under- being passionate about your purpose. Um, everybody that works at both Data Insight and Velocity is absolutely passionate about the work they do. Data Insight is the best team of analysts in New Zealand. They literally um, just absolutely deliver so much value with data that, you know, and solve the complicated problems yep, and yep. that drives them more um, and so their culture is really, really tight and when we get somebody in, that, you know, they've hired somebody uh, and by Friday like week one, this person's said too many times, oh, that's difficult, oh, that's going to be complicated, mm, oh, that's mm, going to be hard mm. that literally the team just said, I don't think they're going to work out. They just don't have the right attitude and so they're literally so uncompromising to say, actually, that would just pull us down if we're all like thinking we can't do it, we're mm, never going to succeed. Mm. So I guess being really, really um, strong about what you behaviours you will yes. accept and what you won't, um, and then that you know feeds through to velocity as well. So very much customer first. I remember waking up in India and something had happened for one of our clients um, that somebody else had done that was not not ideal. I was thinking, oh, we've got to help them. We've got to step in and do all these things and don't worry about the commercials. And I was thinking, I'm going to just have to jump to it because only you know normally the the leader um, or founder or owner would be able to say, forget the commercials. Let's yep, just yep. do this. Yep. And when I scrolled through my emails, um, started catching up, that's exactly what the team had done. And I've never Fantastic. been prouder because, you know, you wake up in India after it's been a day in New Zealand um, and all this has happened. But actually, everybody did exactly what I would have done. And that was like a really proud moment going, Absolutely. actually, they've got the same customer first ethos yep. that yep. we will do anything mm. to make it work. Uh, and that's what they do day in, day out. And that's Fantastic. that's utter magic. So so let's, let's talk about the sales and marketing that, you know, you've done over the years in those two 
businesses. What what have you learned? Uh, some some you know kind of key lessons. What to do? What not to do? Um, that's a real. There's so many lessons along the way, and I think someone says you know success is not a straight line, and that's you know definitely so true. Um, probably you know the answer to this question will really depend on so many different people when I think about it. And marketing is a little bit of my a passion for me. Um, and I guess some of the mistakes that we made is you can't do everything, and so you think oh I need to outsource, and you go and get some expensive firm that looks really shiny and glossy and they've worked with these big brands so you think that they're going to understand it but when you think about it um, you know we, and we did this many times where we thought oh now we'll try a different agency to do the website or we'll do a smaller one or we'll get a bigger one mm-hmm. uh, and no one really did it right and I guess it's like if you you know we touched on your values um, so marketing what is marketing it's telling people about your business it's telling the world yeah. it's your yeah. um, it's your shop front if you like mm. so how are you going to get someone else to tell about what makes you special. How are they going to do that? You know, are they going to know what makes you special? It's like, you know, you've got your own family and your kids and your um, partner and you know what makes your family, you know, would you bring someone else in and go, tell me what makes you guys special yeah, so yeah, I can yeah, tell yeah. everybody else why you're a cool family. Well, you yes. wouldn't. Only you know your family. Mm. And so I've learned over the years that, um, and, you know, <laughs> somebody actually told me this and I could have short-circuited the, the learning. Um, <laughs> I, I remember having breakfast with Rod Drury. We're both in Singapore and I said, oh, God, can't find a good sales or marketer, you know, like, mm, well, mm. how did you find you, you know, how did you find a good one? And he said, you will always be the best sales and marketer in your business. I'm like, oh, geez, thanks for that. Awesome. How am I going to, I'm trying to do less of that. So I think that's really important. And there's some functions where actually you hire and you think diversity is great. But for some things, you actually want to get that similarity that someone really understands the way you think because that's mm. what you're trying to scale mm. and that's what mm. you're trying to say. Yes. And we've got this wrong, for example, where someone's done our website or done some of our marketing. And I thought, gosh, it sounds really arrogant. That's not how I sound. Right, right, and it right. sounded like the person that did it. Um, but that's not how I talk. And so I think you want it to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really have to be um, really, really sure of what you're trying to say. You also need a simple because I guess, you know, there's so much noise out there and so complicated yes. and um, yeah. we could just throw so much jargon in one sentence. You know, we're using cloud-based, we're using AI, we're doing machine learning, we're doing big data. Tick, tick, um, tick. We could do blockchain and, you know, um, imagine all the hyperboles and all those things yeah, all on yeah, the landing yeah, yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. But actually, what is the so what? And mm. I think it's really just important to remember what is the problem you're solving, who are you solving it for, and making it people-focused and making it really simple and authentic um, and not trying to overcomplicate it. And that's probably some of the things where we've gone wrong over the years where you know we've just got gazillion web pages and yeah um you know it has been something that has happened for us luckily organically our growth so Mm. we haven't really invested heavily in in this at all actually so um yeah and and what about the differences between the new zealand market and overseas markets when it comes to sales and marketing how have you faced those oh that's um a really important point um because it is different the tone um the level of you know um in the way that you present things obviously the visuals and everything is super super different for example we're working in India and um, you know our ethos is very much apple and clean and clear and a lot of white space I mean you just have to put the television on in India and you'll see there's like six different boxes with bright colours and flashing lights and um, colour and Mm, you know mm. and busyness is very much the way they do marketing Um, so and and that's what you have to recognise so I think it's so important um, to resonate globally with the local audience and you can't do that without getting local support so mm-hmm, whether it's mm-hmm. your local people on the ground that are yep. guiding that and that messaging and that marketing in the way that needs to be done or yes. whether you do partner with somebody globally yeah okay thank you so 
so what what have you found are some common myths about sales and marketing? Because you know a lot of a lot of business owners see them as quite intimidating, quite confusing. There's just lots to them. How have you found that? With um, agencies? No, just or just sales and marketing in general. I suppose. What are some of the you know the, the myths that you've debunked over the years? Um, I think you know one of the myths is that um, you know you have to invest early on this in a sales team. If you don't have product fit and you mm. don't know what you're selling um, and have something clearly that is meeting a need, mm. then there's no point building this giant sales team. Like you know you don't hire a head of sales um, as number two or number three or number four. You should partner with someone who can set up a framework for you mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and some best practice to help you do it if you've not done it before, yeah. um, or even for your market. So I think timing is something that's really important, um, you know. And so sales and marketing is um, crucial for your business. You have to say mm-hmm. what you are. And uh, I remember when we went global. Um, actually, when we were talking to a lot of the global um, players, and we had a lot of interest, and we suddenly jumped on a plane. Global banks. We didn't sound global. So it was really time right, for us to right. rewrite our story. So I think that's another second lesson. So one is don't think you you know you're hiring big too early on. Get your product fit right. Get mm-hmm your messaging right, get your audience right. Mm. Once you have that right, then yes, you have to invest in it. And then number two is recognising it's never done. It is never, ever done. I'm right now looking at our website um, and, and, you know, and, and then I'm like, oh, it's it's horrible. I hate it. I, and I always feel like that almost every year when I look at it again because <laughs> we keep growing and one of yes. our values is better never stop. So mm. our thinking is evolving. Technology is evolving. Data is evolving. So for both of our businesses, what we did last year is not what we do this year and we'll mm, get next mm. year and I guess it's like that with anything that what got you here won't get you there to the next level mm. so we're constantly evolving and and what we're doing is evolving the problem that we're solving is still the same and our values right. are still the same so some things are stay the same so don't think you need to do a rebrand and recolor sales and marketing is not a logo it's not what color am I going to use it's the authenticity of telling your story and I think, you know, until you can do that, you can't scale. Um, so, yeah, that's something that you need to make sure you figure out really clearly. And how, how did you go about finding those right people when you were partnering with, you know, outsourced providers in the early days? How did you find uh, mostly who were the good from ones? my network, um, yeah. people that I knew, um, you know, that actually as a you know, business owner, you wanted to support their business mm-hmm. um, or, you know, and I think they're the challenges, though, um, you don't ask the right questions. So they were great, but then we got um, handed to someone junior in their team. Then you know, and then yes. someone was trying to make something overly complicated, and we're trying to be really simple and clean. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're saying we make the complicated simple, and we've got this very yes, complicated yes, website yes. that you've got to click on all these different things, and things are shaking and yeah, moving. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so I think it's really actually um, being confident in what's the story that you're telling. Yes. Um, and um, but importantly, I suppose you're asking me all these questions, and I'm quite passionate and um, hands-on in marketing. I know what I like and I don't like. I can tell. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and so the answers to this question will really depend on the business owner. Yes. Um, you know, I've been helping somebody, and they don't understand the value of marketing, and so they are um, very, very you know, product-focused and technical-focused, mm. but not actually focused on this and thinking, why do I need to do it at all? So uh, I guess if you're more of that, you know, well, and I thought, then you definitely need to partner, yeah, and yeah. you definitely need to outsource with somebody that knows how to do this because otherwise you're doing your business um, you know just not doing it everything that it can be yeah and, and, and is that a, that's a smaller business yeah, I think so, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it's so, you know, in terms of your maturity, um, you know, we brought all our marketing in house mm-hmm. now. Um, and I've actually moved somebody in my team that's grown into the role. Um, and that's really been quite 
um, powerful for us because she really understands the problem we solve. She started yes. in the business on the help desk, yeah. talking to yeah. our customers every yeah. single day. Mm. Um, and then she's a natural marketer. She's naturally digital, naturally visual, um, young, understands, you know, social and just, you Fantastic. know, perfect. So I'm um, working closely with her. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. So, look, Carmen, what, what, do, what do big companies know that small ones don't when it comes to sales and marketing? Probably, I guess the um, the power of leveraging um, brand position. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, big companies um, have an existing brand, um, and you know they have a playbook. You would hope, and so you know, for them it can be a numbers game. They can just bring people in and out. For small companies, um, every dollar counts, mm-hmm. and um, you're making up the playbook. Yep. So yep. Um, you've got to recognise that that's the position that you're in, mm-hmm. um, and just keep on you know making things better, uh, keep on evolving. Fantastic. Look, Carmen, we. Um we like to finish each podcast with um, a single piece of advice. A lot of our listeners are, um, you know, looking for things that they can take away in action tomorrow, concrete um, recommendations. So if you w- were to leave a single piece of advice when it comes to sales and or marketing from Carmen Vesalich, what would that be? Um, I would say, what is your two-minute pitch? How can you actually communicate and um, articulate your value proposition in two minutes? Because if it takes you longer, you don't understand it. And if you can't explain it in two minutes, it's too complicated. So dumb it right down. What is the problem that you're solving and how do you solve it? And why should customers choose you? And then go and tell them that every which way that you can every day and keep on doing it better. Fantastic. Carmen, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the NZ Sales and Marketing Insider. If you liked it, you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app for fortnightly episodes. For other great New Zealand podcasts, head over to podcasts.nz. And if it's IT expertise you're after, then make your way to gorillatechnology.com. See you next time.